Let's dental. In the previous episode, we have discussed about the recurrent aphthostomatitis, like its etiopathogenesis we have discussed and also the clinical manifestation, that is mainly the oral manifestations of recurrent aphthostomatitis we have discussed. So today, as a continuation, we are going to discuss about the like uh, differential diagnosis, like uh, as we have discussed, it is diagnosis of exclusion. Recurrent aphthos will be diagnosed only after excluding any other disease as the cause of ulcers. So we will discuss about the differential diagnosis, what are the other diseases we will consider in this and then we will discuss about the management of these patients. So coming to the differential diagnosis, as we all know, this is diagnosed only after excluding all other diseases which will manifest as ulcers in the mouth, especially recurrent ulcers in the mouth. So when we are calling it as recurrent ulcers, we have to consider of its appearance is similar to the recurrent herpes infection, so herpes simplex infection. So, recurrent herpes simplexion will, will mimic the herpetic form of the recurrent aphthostomatids as we have discussed. In both the cases, the ulcers will be like more like a pinpoint ulcers will be present. But the difference, what is the difference between these two? How to differentiate means in the recurrent aphthostomatids, any part of the oral mucosa is involved. Whereas in the recurrent sorry, in, in the recurrent herpes simplex infection, only the attached gingiva is typically involved, not the other mucosae other parts of the mucosa, that is gingiva and the heart palate are mainly involved. And uh, in the, uh, like uh, if it is recurrent herpes simplex infection, even uh, like we can um, culture the virus from the specimen, like if we do the biopsy, we can see the virus, I can be isolated and we can see the histopathological differences. Mainly in the recurrent aphthostomatitis, histopathologically it has like like fibrinous exudate will be covered covering the lesion and there will be both chronic and acute and also the granulation tissue like chronic inflammatory cells, acute inflammatory cells and also the granulation tissue is present as the in the in the lamina propria and also we will see the intraepithelial vesicle formation because of the degeneration of the basal cells. This intraepithelial vesicles is also typical of the recurrent aphthostomatitis. And herpetiform from recurrent aphthostomatitis can be differentiated clinically from the herpes, recurrent herpes simplex infection in this way. Like mainly attached gingiva or whole mucosa is involved here to make it out. And also herpetiform will have the prodromal symptoms of fever, nausea and malaise. This is also main criteria to exclude it as herpes infection or recurrent aphthos. So this is the first one that is recurrent aphthostomatitis and recurrent herpes simplex infection is differentiated according to the mainly by the clinical features only. If not, we have to think of isolating the virus and seeing, seeing for the histopathological specimen. Next, what we have to consider like other vesiculobullous lesions and also this recurrent herpes simplex infection will be preceded by the vesicle formation. Sometimes even the patients will give the history of that vesicles prior to the formation of ulcers. So, other diseases which we have to exclude means mainly the other vesiculobullous diseases of the oral cavity like autoimmune ulcerate, autoimmune diseases which are manifested as ulcers in the mouth. Uh, like for example, pemphigus, mucous membrane pemphigoid we have to think and then erosive like ulcerative form of the lichen planus and erythema multiforme. Coming to the erythema multiforme, mainly we can rule it out by seeing the Presentation of crustaceans on the vermilion border of the lips. This is the main characteristic feature of edema multiforme. And this edema multiforme will be also be recurrent like recurrent aphthos. But every time it will be like an acute 
presentation in the mouth acutely like in all parts of the mucosa is involved many ulcers will form and the other feature is these ulcers will be of not equal size or equal shape as seen in the recurrent abscess in the erythema multiforme one ulcer will be very small and the other will be like a erosion of the mucosa and crustaceans is also one of the typical feature which will make which will differentiate it from the recurrent abscess so even the erythema multiforme can be also recurrent but we can differentiated by its acute presentation crustaceans and also the different sizes different uh, form, uh, form of the ulcers different ulcers so next is the pemphigus and pemphigoid these lesions will be preceded by the vesicles which is absent in the recurrent abscess and also these lesions these ulcers will be little bigger in size and there will be few in number compared to the recurrent abscess and they will be present chronically in the same place and also if sometimes even we will see that the spread of the ulcer will be seen at the periphery by applying pressure and histopathologically also recurrent aphthys has got its own presentation and histopathological presentation of pemphigus, lichen planus and pemphigoids will be typically present so that we can um, differentiate if not clinically by histopathological examination of the biopsy specimen we can differentiate them so other conditions which we need to think of differentiating is like candidiasis, sometimes atrophic candidiasis, but in that ulcers are not seen at all. And uh, the lichen planus, as yes, we discussed ulcerative form of the lichen planus. Histopathologically, we can differentiate. Clinically, even here also ulcer will be present, but the ulcer is singular. One or two ulcers in the mouth will be present. They will be bigger in size. They will be present for chronic time. And at the periphery or somewhere in the oral mucosa, every time you will see the the typical white striation of the lichen planus is seen in the if it is a lichen planus. So, this can be differentiated from the recurrent abscess very easily clinically only. So, after come, uh, like uh, excluding all these diseases, we have to think of the reason for the ulcerations in the mouth. Is it just we can can we name it recurrent abscess or we, we need to do the further investigations means we have to think of hematological investigations where we are ruling for the like doing test and blood test for the deficiencies of vitamins and minerals mainly iron deficiency will manifest as ulcers vitamin b12 folate deficiency ferritin and also if there is very less count of cd4 count that is mainly in the hiv positive patients we have to think of doing the cd4 count if this count is less than 100 that this recurrent ulcerations of the mouth will be most of them it will be like major form and the reason for the recurrent aphthous ulcers will be the HIV positive nature that is CD4 count less than 100. So that we can diagnose this patient can be included in the AIDS disease can be diagnosed because the CD4 is count is very less and also recurrent ulcers are present in the mouth. So these are the different hematological examinations uh, like tests we are doing to rule out the iron deficiency anemia or vitamin B12 deficiency. If the patient is not having everything is positive, next, nothing, no deficiency is present, CD4 account is normal, no other immunocompromised stage, then we are giving the diagnosis as the recurrent aphthous stomatitis, where we have got any, no other reason for the formation of ulcers. So, in those cases, such patient is diagnosed as the recurrent aphthous stomatitis. So, what we have to do, how to manage these patients? So, typically these patients does not have the prodromal symptoms of fever or any nausea or loss of appetite. So, the, here in these patients we need not think of giving hydration. Whereas in herpes infections and varicella zoster or any other viral infections, we are giving the hydration as the main mode of uh, like level of treatment. Whereas in the recurrent abscess we are concerned only with the 
discomfort or the pain patient has while taking food that is the only complaint patients will have so how to give the relief for the from the pain or the burning sensation while taking food means we have to give consider of giving topical anesthetics or topical analgesics can be given if the lesion if the ulcer is little bigger and chronically present not healing we have to think of even giving the topical steroids mainly in the major form we can think and apart from all this even we can think of giving the systemic medications like uh, immunomodulators can be given like for example colchicine can be given thalidomide and dapsone pentoxifilins all this can be given but all these are like in trial and error basis only we have to give for 2 3 months patient is getting relief we can continue some for some more months and maintain this otherwise we have to switch to the other immunomodulators and sometimes even we can give the by giving the systemic steroids also are considered as mode of treatment for this patients if the patient is having very is suffering very severely with these ulcers in the mouth like that is like they are chronically very frequently occurring in the mouth and they are bigger in size they are not healing in time then we have to consider of giving even the systemic medications like steroids or the other immunomodulators otherwise if the lesions are very minor like small in size not of much concern to the patient only we are giving the topical anesthetics or the analgesics so this is about the management of these patients so this is about the recurrent of the stomatitis in the mouth thank you